We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Welcome to The Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with The Good News, here's Angie. Hi, welcome to The Good News, friend. Angie Austin here, along with my good friend, the hope broker, Jennifer Bishop. Hello, Jennifer Bishop. Welcome to The Good News. Hello, Angie. How are you today? I am fabulous. I'm doing really well. And, uh, you know, freshly back from, you know, one of my jaunts around the country, hoping pretty soon to take some jaunts around the world. But, you know, that's with COVID and everything, things have been kind of slow going. So kind of holding off a little on that. Yeah, I hear you. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> Didn't you go to some fun places recently? You were in Vegas and where yes. else have you gone? Nebraska? Nebraska. We saw the Sand Hill Cranes. Oh Ooh. my gosh. I'm never, I don't think I've ever seen those. You went to oh. the Sand Hills of Nebraska? <laughs> it, well, kind of, yeah. <laughs> by uh, North Platte and uh, yeah, by the Lake, Lake McConaughey area. Oh, I so, love that area. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And I'm, I'm full of, I'm extra full of excitement this week because uh, my boyfriend is taking me skydiving for my birthday. Oh, that up. was your, that was your birthday wish. It has been on my bucket list for probably mm, 20, 20 years. Oh my, it's not on mine just so you know. So don't even <laughs> think about that for me. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And bungee jumping also not on my list. Oh, that's so on my list. And also like cliff diving from like far up and you don't know what's under the water. Not on my list. Yes, me too. Yes. No, those are all on my list. Oh, wow. (laughs) I know. I thought we were so much like, I remember, you know, because you have been, you know, you were married and together with your husband for 30 years, weren't expecting to get divorced, came as a surprise. And I remember when you were dating, you had asked, this guy said, what do you want to do? And you wanted to go to an axe throwing bar or whatever. And then he, he said he was busy. Yes, because he's like, you know, he's a hunter, fisherman. You thought he'd want to throw an axe. Yeah. And I'm like, no, he's he's like, I'm not going to pay somebody. <laughs> so yeah, no, like he, but he's a thrill seeker like I am. It's well, been I, a fun I'm ride. Just, I'm thrilled that you found love again because I know mm-hmm. that's not always easy at our age. So <laughs> exciting! All right, my um my topic today on the good news is. Mm-hmm. Um, is six ways to make friends when you work from home because so many people are going virtual now and they're getting kind of lonely. And I have a lot of friends, but you know me, I don't go out much. I mean, the last time you saw me was at my home. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a real get out there and see, I traveling, yes, but like getting out on a day-to-day basis and doing things, not so much because I, I, well, last night I went out, I have four hours of volleyball, boys volleyball at at Overland High School, you know? So yeah, Mm -hmm. that's my going out. So uh, Mm -hmm. that will be my topic, but I want you to start so what is your topic? Well, my topic today is focus. You get what you focus on. So I'm like, go, focus on the good. And I found a great, it's on jollynotes.com, talking about the, you know, the advantages of focusing on good. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, come on, Jennifer. Rah, rah, rah. But I'm telling you, this, this article, like, you know, really hones in on why we should and why you shouldn't like, you know, I mean, the Bible says 
you know, fear, fear not. Right. And I love Philippians four, eight, it says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, admirable, if I could talk, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So it's biblical. I love that verse. We actually talked about that on the show yesterday. So I already had it up on my uh, up on my computer on one of my tabs. So I was like, oh, click over to four eight. Yes. And I do truly believe it is biblical. A lot of people um, kind of scoff at pastors who preach the positivity. And uh, I forget the terminology they use for people like Joel Osteen, the wealth, you know, pastoring or whatever they call it. But um, I know there's a term terminology for it that is a disparaging, you know, uh, description. And my feeling is uh, the Lord. Lord wants us to experience joy during our highs and our lows as best we can and still appreciate life and all the blessings we've been given and to look on the bright side of life. And it's not that difficult to do on a day-to-day basis. Now, yes, during real you know times of trial and difficulties in life, it is more difficult. But on a day-to-day basis, like you do every day, um, because you're a very positive person, you make up your mind to look on the bright side, to see the, the glass as half full. And mm-hmm. I, we've talked about my mom a lot. She lives with me. She's a half empty person. Um, it, it, the glass is half empty. <laughs> it sounds bad. My mother is a half empty person. <laughs> no, I mean, the glass is half empty. That sounds you know, we horrible. All are, Don't worry. She doesn't listen. She never listens. We all shows. are half empty. But if it's if we choose to look and focus on the half empty or do we focus on the half full? Right. Like, like especially right now, what's going on in Ukraine? Like I could feel horrible all the time, or I can say, you know, thank you, God, for what I do have. I have a roof over my head. I have money. I have food. I have, you know, friends. I have family. I have, I have, I have all these things. Okay, that's good, right? But then God wants us to act as well. What can I do? I sent, I've been sending more money, you know, and I'm like, that's such a blessing that I'm able to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, a a really good friend of mine for his 45th birthday, he flew over to Poland to go help. And he just bought 50 suitcases, filled them. There's a TJ Maxx in Poland, filled them up with every sock, underwear, uh, stuffed animal that he could possibly find at TJ Maxx. And he has these 50 suitcases and he's going to the border. That's unbelievable. Well, yeah. I, I came across, um, you know, something because I do think about how to be positive as because it just makes your life so much better. And we always hear about, um, you know, how to keep a gratitude journal. And my mm-hmm. friend, Jim Stovall, who's on the show, every mm. week, who's, I think working his eighth movie, and he's thinking about some pretty big names to cast in his movie. And I think he's up to like 53, 54 books he's written now. I mean, he's just in, and blind. He's blind. Mm. And he has the narrative television network, of course, as well. Anyway, his grandmother made him do the um, the, uh, the golden list. And uh, that was, you know, writing down, uh, you know, 10 things he was thankful for. And I pared it down for my kids. Maybe we'll call it the silver list. And I said, well, let's just go for five, you know. (laughs) And I used to make them do that in the car when grandma drove them because she could get so angry so easily because she's filled with a lot of unforgiveness. So, like, just someone pulling out in front of her or 
mm-hmm. someone running across the crosswalk when she thought they were going to stay, whatever. That just makes her angry. And so I'd say, well, you guys do your golden list in the car with grandma. And that's number two, practice gratitude. Number three is the gratitude journal. But number one is just what you said. Focus on good things. Challenging mm-hmm. situations and obstacles are a part of everyday life. Oh, and one more that I like, open yourself up to humor. Last night. Love that. Last night. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't know if I should condone this, but a bunch of boys were picking on a, a sixth grader at this open volleyball. So my daughter had invited the sixth grader. She's our neighbor, and my daughter is in eighth grade. So, you know, there's a that age difference there. But the sixth grader is just the sweetest girl, and she wanted to learn more about volleyball. So some of these boys were picking on her, probably flirting with her, but really harassing her. So Hope came over to defend them. And one guy says, and she's not overweight, you know, Hope. He goes, why do you have, have such a big nose and why are you so fat? She goes, I don't know. Why do you only have one eyebrow? <laughs> so it wasn't totally terrible, you know, but they say to kind of, you know, use your humor, you know, to try to get around some of these odd, you know, situations where, you know, kids are so mean. Um, you, you, you and I do this, spend time with positive uh, people. Uh, you and I spend a lot of time, you know, taking walks together and talking mm-hmm. when the weather warms up just so that we can kind of, I don't know, we kind of p- positive each other up. Amen. Because we need it. We need a like our armor, right? Of yeah. friends. Yeah. Need, you want, you know, there are going to be people that are negative in our life. And I'm not saying like, get rid of those people, but limit your time, limit the, the yeah. time with those people and limit, pray for and, them. And know, and know what you're getting with them. You know what I mean? Like know what's going to happen with my mom. I can't limit my time that much because she lives here, but I know what it is. And now I no longer, if I hear her speaking negatively, I just leave the room and then yeah. I can still hear her talking and I'll say something like, I'm already upstairs. <laughs> Love you, mom. <laughs> Did you want something for lunch? You know, I just, I can't. Yeah, yeah. And she she knows. And I'll even say if she wants to complain about the kids. I said, you get one minute of complaining and that's yes. all we can do. That's all That's all I'm going to allow, especially about my kids. I mean, hello, you know. No, I think that's great. I, I give you one minute. With I'm working yeah. with, with my team. Yeah. And I'm like, they're like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, I'm giving you, I, I do two minutes. So I don't know if that's better or worse. I'm just saying, I don't know. Yeah, but. I'm kind of heard most of my mom's complaints so a lot of them are repetition <laughs> so a minute is good because it's usually the same story you know she left her back back on the entryway and we've told her you know i'm like okay it's a backpack like give me a break like turn on the news would you you know well and i saw on your facebook and i i love that i love we have these social media outlets where american airlines like yes so american airlines i give them my mom because they're saying to me i can't Uh, There's five of us there. My mom's in the wheelchair and then we're checking in and we have no bags to check. But we have to go to the counter at American because they want to look at your dog carrier. Just flew with American two months ago. No problem with the dog carrier. Same dog, same carrier, same size. The dog hasn't gained five pounds or 50 pounds. And they say, no, you can't fly with him because his head touches the top of the carrier. I say, he flies all the time. She goes, well, we've had animals die. And my feeling is, here's the deal. If you're an owner of a pet be more concerned about not losing my mother which they basically did than you are about my 12 pound dog in a in a carrier you know and so 
I think we should be able to sign something as an adult that says, I take responsibility for my pet. I mm-hmm. have it every day and take responsibility. Why, when I enter your plane, all of a sudden, is it your responsibility? As long as I don't have him in a shoebox, you know, I mean, right. I have him in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a carrier that fits their standards. But anyway, she said, when he stands up, he touches the top. She said, I'll get a, I'll get a, um, a supervisor over here and we'll double check it. <laughs> then she comes back about five minutes later and says, and I've decided I'm making the final decision and you're not bringing that, that dog and that carrier on. That. I said, OK, well, we'll get another carrier. We call 80 year old grandpa and 79 year old grandpa, the grandma, the other you know grandparents in town. They bring another carrier. But in that time, we've passed my mom off to the wheelchair attendant. Right. Because uh-huh. we got to get her to the date gate because it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. So the second carrier comes. I bring it up to the manager. They've been gossiping and laughing and whatever. And this Tim, whose last name I won't use, and Melissa, the other lady that I'll call Karen. I think Karen. he should. I think well, he should. I oh, did, totally a Karen. I did tell. I did tell American his name, but I have written to. Um, Anyway, so let me tell you this part. He said, I still don't think I like the carrier. I don't think it has enough air holes or this, that, and the other. And then he said, and then I had to race out to grandma and grandpa at the, you know, uh, side of the drop off and say, take the dog with you. Like, we can't take him. Like, take him. Then we had to race to our gate. We get to the gate. They are boarding and my mother is not there. They have lost her. And mom Uh said that she went three times and said, hey, you have to take me. I'm going to miss my plane. And then they got someone from another airline to, like, take her down. And so, anyway... As we go up to get on, they've canceled our tickets. Well, the guy, the supervisor, Tim, who hid his name tag from me when I said, what's your last name? But I saw it before. My husband took pictures of both I'm their name tags. I'm telling you. No, I told American. Wait, wait, there's yeah. more. There, I told him there's too many of his last name. I don't want anyone to mix him up with someone else. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So anyway, we get there. They canceled our tickets. And the man in front of me has my seat. And so she says, sir, I'm sorry, um, you can't fly. Um, we, 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 the, the passengers are, you know, uh, we have to give them their tickets back. So they reissue <gasps> our tickets, but I feel like they did it. He did it kind of to be vindictive or to right. retaliate because I wanted his name to kind mm-hmm. of mess with us. So then we get on the plane and the lady who uh, reissued the ticket, she was great. And, but I have written to the president twice. I've written to customer service, the vice president of customer service. I have it on Facebook with like a hundred and some responses yeah. I wrote to him on Instagram that I say that I put it on Twitter twice and I put it on there um, I sent it to their Instagram like American Airlines pages I ha- and my husband wrote to them like a week ago because this is when we flew out not a single response from American Airlines yeah. not a yeah. single oh boy we're out of time Jennifer Bishop uh, I'll talk to you <laughs> next week you okay bye <laughs> Eagle is tuned to Colorado's mighty 670 KLTT. When disaster strikes, look to the helpers. Look to Ark Thrift again, one of the first on the scene to help those affected by the Marshall fires. Just as they did with the floods and COVID, they are again providing critical relief to the communities they serve. Many communities suffer from the bystander effect when struck by tragedy, when people tend to watch as others suffer, passive and unwilling to step in. We are lucky to have Arc Thrift in our local communities to step up and help where others don't. As a listener, you too can step up. Support their mission by shopping in their stores and by donating to the relief fund at arcthrift.com.
Putting the pieces back together is a long-haul effort. Relief efforts for the Marshall fires are needed on an ongoing basis. Again, don't hesitate to visit the Arc Thrift website to gift a donation and help give back to your local community. The website is arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin and friend Jim Stovall is joining us. Uh, He is the uh, president of a television network. He's made numerous movies with his books. He's written over 50 books and he is a big time speaker, but he also has a weekly column, a winner's wisdom column. And each week he teaches us something from that column. And Jim, I was just reading it again. And I love how you always end with like, today's the day. Yeah, you know, Angie, I've always felt I've written this column for over 20 years. I've written well over a thousand of these columns and you know they're all about all kinds of different things but it doesn't really matter what we think about or talk about or mean to do. What really matters is what we do and so I always like to remind my readers around the world that today's the day. I mean uh, if you're not doing it today you're not doing it and uh, uh, so if you have a goal, a vision, a calling in your life it means you're supposed to do something today to make a difference and, uh, and And in this week's edition, we're talking about reconsidering the question, because uh, we live and die in our lives by getting the right answers and making the right choices. But sometimes, instead of reconsidering the answer, we need to really get back and think about the question. And I was reminded of a time when I was in grade school, and we used to get these things called a weekly reader. They'd give you this stuff on this cheap print newsprint paper, (laughs) and it had all these little articles for kids and everything, and then there was always a puzzle. And one of the puzzles I remember had a, a drawing of a tree with all the leaves and everything, and it just seemed like a normal tree. And then below it, you saw the caption, and it said, find the faces of eight presidents in the tree leaves. And I, I would not have thought they were there. But then when I look at it again, okay, there's Washington and there's Lincoln and there's Jefferson and so on and so forth. And all of a sudden, by looking at the question in a different way, you get a different answer. And I realize that not only works when you're an eight-year-old, it works when you're uh, much older in life. And, you know, we need to look at the same questions with new eyes and a new vision. I love that, new eyes and a new vision. And did you find all the presidents? I did. I found all of them. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant gave me a challenge, but I got him finally, and uh, had something to do with his beard. And uh, you know, I'll recently, look it up and see if it's online anywhere. Yeah, they uh, actually after this column, and I am always reminded that the, the columns are read by people all around the world, literally. And I got. Uh, is, you know, a number of calls and emails this week from people that wanted to know, well, is that still available? And, you know, you can look for picture puzzles online, and there are whole websites of these available out there. So it's it's kind of funny that they still have them. And, you know, this week I was, uh, my wife is a huge tennis fan, and Crystal uh, plays and watches tennis and loves it. And they were talking about a tournament with 110 players and it's a single elimination so everybody plays until you lose and you know okay you start out with 110 and then that's 55 matches and the question they were asking is how many matches do we have to have before we get to the champion so I did what most people do I thought okay there's 110 and then we got 55 matches but then we got an odd number and we got a weird bracket and I couldn't figure it out I mean there was no way I'm going to figure out how many matches do we have to have until they asked the question a different way 
how many matches do we have to have until 109 people lose? Well, we have to have 109 matches, and then there'll be one person left, and they're our champion. So simply by asking the question differently, you get to the answer very simply, very accurately, and you know we can do that in our lives when we, we get the right question asked with the right priorities. I love that. You know, um, for people who don't know, Jim can no longer see. He lost his sight in his 20s. And his wife, Crystal, um, has been with him, you know, both sighted and unsighted, I guess, right? Yes. (laughs) And so I was thinking about, well, first of all, I'm obsessed with trees. I have a lot of like tree black and white photographs I take. And I don't know why I just love trees, but there's this tree of life at the animal kingdom. And so Mm -hmm. have Crystal look it up for you because they do something similar to what you said. And it's fascinating. It took um, three Imagineers and 10 artists. uh, They worked full time on this tree for uh, 18 months. It took them a year and a half to build it. And then what they do is it's got a lot of, um, it's a sculpture of like a baobab tree. It's like an upside-down tree, so the branches mimic roots. It's fascinating. But anyway, because of all the lumps on it, they're able to light it in a way that they play scenes on the tree and they're hidden things in the tree. And it is... It's one of the most mesmerizing things I've ever seen, like to watch it in person as it kind of evolves with the lights they put on it. It's amazing what they can do. But anyway, I guess it's a high tech version of your of your tree puzzle. Yeah, I, I will look that up. See, that's what's great about listening to Angie Austin on the radio. Uh, <laughs> not only do you get the content, you get homework and you get to work through that. So it's always great whenever I'm on with you. But, you know, it, it's, it's simply a matter, you know, and as a blind person, I'm always, uh, you know, amazed that sighted people look at things and see them differently. There was that thing that came out uh, oh, a year or two ago, that optical illusion. Is this girl wearing a blue dress or a gold dress? Yes, yes. And, and it wasn't like a blue or aqua or, you know, kind of an off shade. Of a, I mean, blue and gold, uh, you know, are a long way apart. And, and, you know, I thought this is crazy. So one day at lunch in our office, everybody's gathered around the conference table eating. And, you know, I was telling them, have any of you seen this? And one of the ladies pulled it up on her thing, and she said, I don't know what the deal is. It's blue. And another young lady said, no, it's not. It's gold. You're crazy. They switch phones, and they still think that. You know, and it all of a sudden, here we go. And, uh, you know, different people see things in different ways. And you can totally change your life by simply asking the question differently. You know, I want to go into... um, continue with the article again a winner's wisdom it's reconsidering the question but i i'm curious um because you know sometimes people feel uncomfortable talking about the fact that you're blind and the fact you know you've been with crystal so long um and you're my mentor so i've known you for years so i'm curious is crystal kind of like your eyes sometimes like if you're sitting there talking does she describe like you told me that my family was beautiful so she obviously described you know my kids and my family to you at some point in time does she describe a lot of stuff to you or like the people at work do you have a right-hand man or woman who, um, you know, who kind of works as your eyes in a way? Yeah, I, I Crystal does, and then I have about ten or twelve different people that travel with me or go to things here in town or when I'm on the road for movies or arena events, they'll go. And I call different friends or people that work for me for different things. If I'm going to an art museum, I'm going to call Kelly. If I'm going to something outdoor, I'm going to call Beth. If I'm going to something, you know, content or business related where we have to make contacts, Rebecca's going to go with me because she remembers everybody's names and faces. So it's kind of like experiencing different things with different 
different people. And, That's uh, fascinating. Yeah. No, the fact that, okay, so Rebecca, so she's going to remember her name. So as you're walking up, she's like, that's Bill Clark. And then you shake his hand. Oh, Bill, Bill Clark. They must yeah, exactly. be blown and, away. And she will tell, you know, and a lot of politicians or CEOs have someone like that because you meet so many people, you can't remember them. And oh. I meet hundreds of people at book signings or movie events. And yeah. she is so good at saying, you know, here comes uh, Sarah Johnson. You met her in San Diego at that event. Or here's the guy from Boston who made the donation at the charity thing you did, you know, and oh, she's wow. very, very good at that. And uh, so, yeah, different people. And then there, there's people. I have one young lady if something. If it's a festival, a circus whatever I'm taking her with me because everything with her is just over the top and it's just fun to go you don't want to take your CPA to the circus and uh, but uh, but you don't want to have uh, Danielle my circus girl you don't want to have her in your accounting meeting either one will get you in bad trouble right I have a friend that I like to just go out with because she has the best laugh I mean it's like you can hear it all the way across the restaurant it's so fun she's the laugh gal so all right I I've, uh, I've uh, taken a right turn there, but back to the article, reconsidering the question. So you talked about the, the tree puzzle and then seeing it a different way. First, it was a tree, and then you saw the pictures of the eight presidents. So really, you're talking about reposing the question, like explain what we should do in our day-to-day lives. Well, you need to look at it in a different way. Um you know, a lot of people, we make decisions every day that, that infect our lives. In fact, nothing impacts our success or failure more than making quality decisions. And a lot of times we don't know what's the right thing to do, what's the wrong thing to do. You know, there, there are often things I know I should do, and there are things I want to do. And uh, Hemingway said that, you know, he's, he said uh, morality is the thing that's going to feel good tomorrow. And uh, and immorality is the thing that's going to feel bad tomorrow. And, you know, sometimes it's just as simple as asking that question. Obviously, I I attach the golden rule to everything. You know, I'm getting ready to make a decision. If I were on the other side of this decision, what would I want someone else to do to me? And that makes a lot of decisions. And, uh, you know, and really, how do I want to see myself in the future? Do I want to be the kind of person that does A or B? And those kind of criteria will often help us make the right decisions. Well, I know faith is, you know, um, a guiding force in your life, uh, at m- mine as well as a Christian. And I know your parents raised you in that same manner. So in terms of um, looking at uh, new ways at old problems, I think it's something I'll discuss with uh, my son, who, as you know, you've talked to Riley before. He runs uh, a very successful shoe business. He's um, mm-hmm. you know, done really well reselling shoes, and sometimes he'll, you know, sell 50, 60, 75 at a time in bulk to other resellers, which he's been doing a lot of that lately. But anyway, um, I think being uh, a kid and being in high school at 16 and with COVID, he didn't meet friends really his freshman year. So now he's sophomore year and we had moved around in districts. So basically he doesn't have many friends, you know, very few. And so he's been a little down and really his self-esteem has been hurting. But then when people hear about how he runs his business and they see his website and they see his stock list and how he keeps track of everything, He's really extraordinary. So maybe I'll talk to him about looking at himself through 
different eyes rather than the I don't have a ton of friends at school and I'm kind of feeling really low in life to look at all of his accomplishments. And so maybe to refocus um, his eyes on himself, maybe not reposing a question, but oh, yeah, maybe reposing a question. These other kids that really think that there's something at school, look at the things you have going on and your ability to converse with adults and your ability to do business and your ability when he works like a farmer's market, how well he can sell and interact with adults. So he just needs a few more years and he's going to be a big success. But maybe he's passed some of these kids so he doesn't relate very well with them. So he feels like an outcast. Well, in his generation, he's a wonderful young man. He's going to make you very proud. And I'm going to be able to remind people I knew him (laughs) way back when because he's going to be a rock star. But one of the things that his generation uh, discovers a, a few years down the road is everything you call a friend is not a friend. I mean, a friend is not something you click on a social media deal and now they're my friend. Yeah. I mean, Angie, you and I are lucky if you go through your whole life and have five people that you can count as absolute lifelong died in the wool. I would die for you, friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these things uh, he's talking about are people that, uh, you know, will smile at you or wave or, or don't make fun of you or something else. You know, those are acquaintances, and, right. and they're great. It's wonderful. We should be socially acceptable. But uh, the fact that he doesn't have a lot of friends, the reality is nobody has a lot of friends. <laughs> that's funny. My husband always says, uh, they like, Dad, you have no friends, and Mom has lots of friends. And he's like, Daddy doesn't need any friends. Daddy's got one friend, Mommy. So, (laughs) all right, Jim, I want to uh, talk to you a little bit next week about the great resignation in addition to your winner's wisdom column, because you've been able to keep employees for decades. So I think it's really interesting in a time like now when people have so much turnover, how you've been able to keep the same employees under that business roof for so long. And also your website so people can find uh, your 50 plus books and your winner's wisdom column. Well, you can always find me, Jim, at Jim Stovall, S-T-O-V-A-L-L, Jim at JimStovall.com. I answer all my emails. We uh, have real live people around the clock, or you can just go to JimStovall.com. Excellent. Thank you, Jim. All right. Be well. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.